Well, I think the role and the responsibility of salespeople will always be that they're the Sherpa. They are the guide that's going to be the trusted advisor that's going to help shepherd their prospect across to the finish line. And, um, and that doesn't change. But what does change is you don't have the ability to go and have face-to-face -face conversations like we used to because, you, you know, it, it, it doesn't exist. In a lot of industries, access is 100% denied. Let's be honest, for many in business, selling has never been easy. But we got out there, we networked, we shook hands, we took people out to lunch, we nurtured relationships, and the sales were made. But now, as we move into this post-pandemic new normal, whatever that looks like, the way we need to do business has changed. People simply don't want to meet with a salesperson. They're less interested or even able to go to your events or interact with your team face-to-face. So for sales teams who are wanting not only to survive, but thrive through this change, the answer is obvious. It's time to adapt to using digital techniques to reach the same objectives you used to achieve in person. And at the heart of this shift to remote selling beats the power of online video. Welcome to episode 152 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day friend and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Yep, this is 152 episodes in and I'm excited for today's show. I've got a returning guest to join us on today's show and I'll introduce you to our guest very, very soon. But if you're new here, thanks for joining us. I would love for your feedback when you get to the end of this episode and for any ratings and reviews, they're always appreciated. So if you haven't yet left a rating and review and you've been listening for a while, I'd seriously appreciate that. So if you don't know me, I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective online video strategy. And that's what we're going to talk about today, particularly in the world of sales post-COVID or in this new world that we find ourselves in. You see, what we're going to do is we're going to explore the changing face of sales in today's business landscape, and in particular, this shift that we're seeing, and we have been seeing even prior to the pandemic, towards remote selling techniques the art and the tactics of moving prospects through to a sale without the direct need for face-to-face -face meetings, demonstrations, events, and all those other traditional, potentially slow sales tactics. Critically though here, it's important to recognize that salespeople are not becoming less important. In fact, they're more important than ever. You see, for a sale to take place today, the same age-old transfer of trust needs to take place in a human way, but the switched on sales individuals and teams, they're working out new ways to sell authentically using the power of video. And that's what we're gonna to explore today. So like I said, our guest today is a returning guest. He was last on the show nearly 60 episodes ago, back in episode 93 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. So if you like what you hear today, I encourage you to go back and have a listen to this guest uh, sharing his wisdom back in episode 93. 
So my guest today is Todd Hartley, the founder and CEO of Wirebuzz, a digital marketing agency that combines storytelling and award-winning creative to help businesses capture and convert attention into closed deals. Todd is a go-to digital advisor for Tony Robbins, Justin Timberlake, MD Anderson, and Home Depot. He also trains corporate sales teams and speaks around the world on topics such as selling remotely in an access-restricted world. That's what we're going to talk about today, about using video to replace face-to-face engagement and how to create binge-worthy marketing experience that hack your prospect's attention and build momentum through the sale. He's also the host of the Video Marketing Mastery Podcast, which I'm a listener to, so I encourage you to go and have a listen to that as well. And Todd is an absolute powerhouse in the world of video marketing and video strategy, and I'm honored to bring him back to the show for you today. Now, this episode was actually recorded a few weeks back live on LinkedIn as well. So if you want to see Todd and I in action there, then connect with me on LinkedIn and head on over and watch the replay. Okay, so enough from me. Let's do this. Todd Hartley, welcome to the show. Hey Ben, thanks for having me. It's great to be back. You were first on the Engage Video Marketing Podcast back in episode 93 over a year ago. Can't believe how time has flown. And our world's changed a bit recently as well. So we're going to dive into that today. I encourage people to listen back to episode 93 where we dove deeper into your story and what you do and your expertise around video strategy. So we won't go fully back into that, but for people that haven't heard about Todd Hartley before, can you give us a quick rundown about who you are and what you do? Yeah, I've had a really storybook career in using the power of video to convince and convert prospects. I own an agency called Wirebuzz. We're located in uh, in the United States and we service uh, startups to juggernauts, somewhere in between there, a lot of enterprise clients, celebrity projects, and what we're really doing is accelerating the sales process, making marketing and sales teams more efficient, training them both up so they can close deals faster. Awesome. And let me just ask you quickly, Todd, what's firing you up right now as we record this in, in June 2020? What's getting you excited? Well, what gets me excited is the opportunity and the opportunity to be of service and to help people. I mean, look, it's obvious people are struggling. Businesses are struggling. Sales leaders are struggling because they don't have the same access. So what excites me, Ben, is you and I have been, we've been rowing in the video marketing space for a long time. Both of us knowing that this is really about accelerated sales when done right. And now more than ever, our topic either became trendy or became a necessity. And what I love about this is the opportunity to serve others in a time of need. And there are a few things that I enjoy doing more than helping people dig themselves out of a economic crisis and accelerate their revenue. 100%. And what I love about the way you approach things, Todd, which very much aligns with me, is, is you're all about leading with value. The education you can put into the world is, is what is at the foundation of what you do in your business as well. So awesome to have you back on the show. But what I want to talk about today really is right now we're kind of, I guess, moving into post-pandemic time, hopefully. Fingers crossed, right? Now, obviously, it's had a big impact on, on the way people need to do business, the way sales needs to take place. And I know that you've been talking and sharing a lot about how the role that video can play within the role of sales in this post-pandemic kind of world. So yeah. before we get into it specifically about video, what impact do you see that 
this pandemic has had, lockdowns, restrictions has had on sales teams that you're dealing with? Yeah, the biggest thing is the great awakening. It's an awareness moment for sales teams. A lot of people have had their head in the sand and didn't notice what was happening, but in 2004 started the content marketing revolution and the big trend that took place all the way until about right before COVID. You know, in 2018, when uh, buyers were surveyed by HubSpot, 82% of them said they don't want to talk with a salesperson until they're ready to make a buying decision, which is the, the almost the full transition of the content marketing revolution. So now more than ever, when sales teams go to communicate, they really should be teeing up before they interact with the materials that buyers are interested in looking at. Like we all want to go through our own rabbit hole journey. And we want to discover, and that's part of the joy of, of making a purchase decision today. And that's why many of us, if you look at our browser and you look at all the tabs, we got multiple tabs. And when you drill in, there's like a buyer's journey going on on like every fifth tab, like you're looking at a pair of shoes, or maybe there's a vacation or an air conditioning that you're going to be buying or a, pair, a piece of software you're reviewing. And before you know it, you've gone through the rabbit hole because that's what customer expectations are today. This is the great awakening that COVID has presented because now businesses are looking around and they're like, I don't understand. How do I sell if I can't get in front of my prospects? And now more than ever is the time to pivot in order to prosper. I think what's really interesting about that is people are feeling it now. That's why I love yeah. that you call it the great awakening, but it's something, it's a trend that's been shifting towards for many years now that people don't want to talk to a salesperson, you know, the resistance to traditional sales in, in quotations has, has been a very real thing for a while. And I think businesses are being forced to maybe look at how they're doing things, things differently. So, you know, at the, at the heart of it, how is this changing the way that we should be thinking about sales? Do you think? Yep. Well, I think the role and the responsibility of salespeople will always be that they're the Sherpa. They are the guide that's going to be the trusted advisor that's going to help shepherd their prospect across to the finish line. And, um, and that doesn't change. But what does change is you don't have the ability to go and have face-to-face -face conversations like we used to because, you, you know, it, it, it doesn't exist. In a lot of industries, access is 100% denied. And you yeah. can't get in front of these people. Like the other day, I had a I had a client walk in the office here the other day while I was setting up on Zoom. I just instantly assumed that I was going to meet them on Zoom and they walked in the door, right? Like that's the rarity now instead yeah. of the opposite. So salespeople have to get really good at using what you got, creating personalized videos and being that Sherpa that guides people through the process. So I'm like, in my mind, and I already do this. I mean, this is how I developed this was uh, I, because I'm a marketing and a salesperson, I'm a, you know, a, a, a chief marketing lead of my own agency, but I'm also uh, on the sales team every day. Whenever I would get out of a meeting, I'd go, okay, that prospect had this problem or they had this concern, or they asked these questions that are all about time on page or whatever. And so I would use that as an opportunity, like a red flag to provide massive value, going back to what you said, lead with value. So when somebody asks questions, it's because they're confused or they need greater clarity and it's my job or a salesperson's job to follow up with a personalized video, answer that question, provide a greater clarity and move that prospect to the next step 
in the sales process. I mean, it's what good salespeople have been doing face-to-face for years, right? Is just answering questions, providing clarity, helping people feel confident about the decision that they're wanting to make and overcome any of those objections, right? That's what salespeople have done. So what's the... What's the resistance, do you think, with salespeople that you've come across to do this in a digital way? Oh, then, uh, you know, they're uh, old dog, new tricks. Yeah. Uh, right when COVID broke out, um, one of my clients who runs a, a, a $3 billion company reached out to me and said, dude, I've got 200 salespeople. None of them can do anything except sit home and watch Netflix and get high. Can you train them how to sell in this new world so they could start kicking doors in with personalized video? So a lot of this is like breaking down those limiting beliefs, like showing them that it doesn't matter what you look like or if you got a gap between your two teeth, just get out there and start providing value back to your prospects and move them to the next step. And once you start getting salespeople that are resistant, by the way, resistant salespeople will get kicked out the door eventually because them times they are changing, but the salespeople that are hungry learners that continue to want to serve, they're the ones that are going to learn the new tricks. And you're going to see a convection cycle happen on sales teams by who are their top performers, because the top performers now are not going to be the one that's going to be able to go for the two hour lunch and have a cocktail with their guests or their, you know, their prospects. The people that are going to overperform now are going to be using the tools that you and I teach the personalized use of video, the, um, the show and tell videos where you put your slides up on the screen and you walk somebody through the proposal so they have greater clarity when they go to buy. Like those are the people, Ben, that are going to win in this post-COVID world. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, what's interesting here is even when we get back to a a new normal or back to being able to to sell face to face i think you would agree with me that the the salespeople that have successfully made this transition they're going to be the ones winning right yeah absolutely they're going to be light years ahead of others there are companies right now that are waiting this out they're like okay we're going to sit tight because it's going to change and we're going to go back to the old world but as i mentioned from the beginning of the interview in by 2018, 82% of us, which is also people we're all trying to sell to, didn't want to interact with salespeople anyway. So we're going to, if you're going to go back to the old world, it's going to be a smaller and smaller and smaller piece of the pie that you're going to be able to engage face to face. So Todd, what would you say, particularly right now when things are still not normal, um, what would you say to those salespeople that are feeling that it's maybe potentially icky or, or feels a bit wrong to be selling or, or yeah. selling hard right now. What would you say to those people? Uh, one, the time that you waste now is time that you're going to lament later. You could be learning a new trick right now. I have salespeople, Ben, that got laid off at the beginning of COVID that have hired me to get them ready for their next job. Like I'm impressed when people slow down, when the world slows down, That should not be somebody's opportunity to grab their bong and smoke pot and watch Netflix. Instead, when people slow down, you should be thinking, how do I speed up? How do I take advantage of this? If, If we were in a race, if you and I were running in a race and you decided that as we were approaching the hill that you were gonna slow down, I'm in my brain, I'm competitive. I'm like, I'm gonna speed up. 
And then I'm going to make up for that when Ben's exhausted going up the hill. We're all going to be exhausted going up the hill. I'm going to speed up right now. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Like, I want to see if you can walk us through a bit of an example. And I want to use an example of uh, one of one of our clients, for example. Uh, and I want to I want you to basically coach me, you know, coach me pretending that I'm the salesperson working in this organization. This example is uh, an ophthalmic surgeon, so focuses on laser eye surgery. So typically what they would do is they would have inquiry come in, they would have those initial kind of appointments, and then there's a decision process around yes. whether it's right for them and when to do the surgery, and it's a pretty high investment uh, surgery as well. So talk us through, like, how would you use some of these new tools that you're referring to here to help them sell better. Okay. Sounds good. I love the question. I'm a nerd for it. So you just teed it up for me. I basically would start breaking down who are the different types of patients that need that type of eye surgery and um, start off by the different types of eye surgeries. Maybe somebody is going in for LASIK and they need a repair, which is different than somebody that's coming in for the first time. And maybe somebody has a, uh, they're either nearsighted or they're farsighted. Maybe somebody else has a um, stigmatism. And these are all slightly different patient journeys. I would create a playbook. And that playbook would be individual customer journeys for the different types of patient uh, prospects we're going to interact with. And, um, and basically, uh, uh, I'd turn it, this playbook that I would turn into, playbooks are used in sports and in teams. Plays are just replicatable patterns to create a desired outcome. So I would make sure that everybody that was a, that worked on our, at our client's company, that each one of them uh, knew the plays. They were trained and that there were journeys on each page and videos that are relevant to that journey. And I would orchestrate the messaging sequence from, um, from, uh, what we call our wire buzz momentum method. And I don't think you want me to go into it, but there's five steps and we'd move people down through the logical thought sequence to when they get to the bottom, all the knowledge has been transferred. All the text has to be used sparingly because when people experience a wall of text, what goes through their brain is the same thing that goes through my brain, Ben, or yours. It's like, don't, don't, like, I'm not going to read that. That's too much work. Don't make me do that. And instead, every time there's something difficult to communicate, I'm going to add a video. So I'll probably do an overview video on the top of the page if the page is for nearsighted patients that are, uh, that are seeking first-time LASIK surgery. And that overview video is going to touch on each of the five points that need to happen down the page. I'll have a testimonial featuring a nearsighted patient getting their first uh, surgery, and I'm going to have them tell their testimonial story, which um, I pause or delay on the word story because people, as you know, Ben, create the worst testimonials imaginable when they push somebody up against a wall and they're like, I went to LASIK Masters and they're scared and nobody wants to watch that. So you got to reach out to a pro like Ben and get a testimonial story that's just awesome. That's like television. And then at the bottom of that page, I'd have another video that's like an implementation or next steps video, which is like, if you believe that this LASIK surgery can benefit you, and you also saw the testimonial, here's what next steps look like. And before any appointment 
uh, any patient arrives for a consultation, I'd train everybody at the front desk, every single person that's going to interact with a patient to identify which persona group they are. They're the nearsighted one that needs first time LASIK surgery. And before their, their meeting, two days before, I'd send them an email or even better, a text message, and I'd send them the link to the page where they could watch the videos on demand in a binge-worthy way. And before you know it, when people arrive to that first meeting with the doctor, they're not wasting the doctor's time. They're already on second base. And if somebody walks in but they haven't seen the video, replicate the process on the backside by sending them a follow-up. Because the amount of deals that get lost because of a lack of clarity can be solved by using video at the right time and place to move people through the process. Love it. You did brush over something that I want to go back on because you talked about those five five steps. Yes. I would love a, a top level kind of understanding of what those are. I think yep. the listener out there is thinking, yes, Todd, but what are those five steps? The um, Actually on this table behind me, there are four customer journeys drawn out for a medical device company. There are customer journey pages with each of the five steps in the correlating video. So I'll break them down. The first part is what does this target patient or customer care about today when they come onto the page? That's the first part. And then you have to explain what is the real problem that you solve. Then once you've done that, and by the way, you do this in limited text because people don't want to read and you can't expect your prospects to burn mental calories learning about your problem or your product or solution because they won't. The third step on that page is what why are your competitors' options or solutions inferior? Let's stop right here for a moment. This is typically where dinosaur marketers trained in television, print, radio start to get a little scared. Their heart starts racing and they're like, you can't, you don't really want me to put my information on why my competitors inferior on my website. That would be horrible. But the reality is that salespeople have been doing the dirty work in the trenches face to face for hundreds of years. But now your customer has said, hey, guess what? We don't want to do it that way anymore. We want to go on your website and go on our own rabbit hole journey researching. So you have to address in the classiest way possible what those limitations are to the competitor's product. And then, and only then, can you address why your solution is the best, which is the fourth point. That's where you mention your, why you're the best product in the market or why you're the best um, LASIK facility. And at the bottom, the fifth point on the page are the late stage objections or common pushbacks that your customer gives you when they get to the bottom of the sales process. And they're like, yeah, I believe this, but let's use the doctor example. Is financing an option? Are there any discounts? Does my insurance cover this? What's my recovery gonna be like? Like those are all late stage questions that stall out the sales process and they deserve to be answered. But if you wanna go to the next level, those should also be in video hmm. because people are four times more likely to watch it than to read text. They're more likely to share it. One of the problems that doctors have, I know you know this, Ben, um, one of the problems doctors have is they waste their time re-explaining things. So like my wife, when she was diagnosed with breast cancer and we came in for the first meeting, the doctor spent easily 
an hour with us talking about her case and what was going to happen and what the next six months were going to look like. Then if my wife was like another patient that didn't have their spouse, I was in the room. But my wife could have gone home like a lot of patients. And then they only re remember 11% or 10% and they poorly educate their loved one. The loved one does research on Google. The loved one's like, this doesn't make sense at all. They march on down to that doctor's office and they give that doctor a piece of their mind. And then they burn another hour of that doctor's time if only that doctor created a series of videos that arrived before the first meeting. And another one that went out after diagnosis that went to the to the family or the loved ones that are advocating for that patient, they would save themselves hours upon hours in every room they visit. So powerful and so underutilized. And I think, you know, what's really important to hone in on here, Todd, is, is that when we talk about the increasing reliance on remote selling is effectively that kind of a process is doing the sales for you. And, you know, you don't even need to have that physical face-to-face -face, um, right. connection anymore in, in many cases. Although you can, like you've described there in that case of the, the surgeon, is you can kind of use it as a way to warm the prospect up so the sales is easy to make when you're actually in the yeah, room. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's selling, even a doctor, when the person they're trying to influence is like this, yeah, guarding themselves. Up. They're like, I don't believe yeah. this. You're not, you're not giving me all the info. Give them the information. The people crave it. And what you'll discover is exactly what I discovered with my business and with clients is that if you can educate people through their desired content format, which look, we all know is video, people will go through your education process faster. We decreased our sales cycle by 66% because we used to educate people in face-to-face -face meetings. It takes too long, especially when your prospect doesn't want to do it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So let's think about, you know, in this example of the ophthalmic surgeon. So you've sent them through that um, landing page customized to, to the avatar or yeah. the, the type of customer that they are. It's walked them through their objections and they're, they're pretty well sold. But what happens after that meeting or after that um, sales engagement? And yes. they're not quite convinced. So how can okay. you further get them across the line or further engage. So naturally the testimonial video comes into use there. Testimonial video is a peer that went through the same thing. People want validation from somebody like them, which is exactly why you look at Yelp reviews before you go to a restaurant. We want peer to peer mm -hmm. reviews. So having a doctor explain something isn't as helpful than having a patient explain what they went through, excuse me, having the doctor explain at a high level, very helpful. But we want to hear from patients when we're a patient. And yeah. um, so that's really helpful. The other thing I'd want to do is after that consult, I'd want to follow up. Follow up with what next steps really look like. So mm -hmm. we're patients. I have a lot of clients in the medical space. So this is, like my, this is like my favorite place to have a conversation because we get the opportunity, Ben, to elevate care and to remove fear. In, um, in 2008, I had a heart procedure. And, um, and I was scared about what it was going to be like when I got home and if my wife and I were going to be able to care for me and what recovery was going to be like and how long was I going to be off work and how long was it going to be before I could lift anything again. So those are the things that, that paralyze people and the way that you provide um, certainty for them 
is you use video to tell them what next steps are like. Let me, let me explain it through Donald Miller. Donald Miller is the founder of Story Brands, and he's a marketing legend. And Donald Miller explains it like this, that um, buyers are, are um, moved away from confusion and attracted to clarity. Hmm. Let's yeah. just provide massive clarity and let's show people all the areas that they would have been confused or scared and show them how, um, how easy it is. I was terrified of the operating room. I didn't know what that would look like. By the way, I wasn't terrified until they told me that you're going to be, oh, by the way, you'll be laying on a table nude for uh, six hours and we have to, you have to be um, open uh, in your private regions because they're going to be sticking tubes up through your, um, you know, your artery. And so think about that as a patient. You're like, what do I mean? I'm going to be in this room for like six hours with people and I'm going to be laying there naked. This doesn't seem right. So then people, they put things off, paint the yeah. picture, show them how easy it is. And once you do that, people will say the magic word. Yes more often than you've ever experienced before. And I imagine, Todd, that it would be beneficial for a company to not only map out the ideal customer journey through to a sale, but also then to think, okay, well, what if they don't buy in that first engagement? Yes. How do we then re-engage them? Or what if this objection comes up? And so is that the way that you would recommend that people approach this is yeah. thinking about the what happens if the sale doesn't get made how can we try again yeah i'm a big fan of following the tactics that we're all susceptible to so like one of the tactics that i'm susceptible to is i'm online and i see a pair of dress sneakers and i'm like oh those are kind of cool i could rock those things with a blue suit and then Life gets busy and I don't think about it again until the next time I get on to ESPN's website or I'm on CNN or some other news site. And then all of a sudden those shoes, man, they're looking good. They're back in my feed. And before I know it, I, my wife and I go to happy hour. And the next thing I know, I do a little drunk priming and I buy those things and they arrive two days later in a box. So can't we use retargeting and can't we follow people? And if retargeting isn't allowed where you live, can't we do something like when we send them the email, can't we put them on an email drip sequence? And if we know they have fear, can't that drip sequence be a sequence of information that, that removes the fear? Mm. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's video, a video, uh, a series about the, all the people whose lives have been transformed because mm. of this type of procedure, or how successful it is, or how many times the doctor has done it. I filmed a LASIK surgery. The doctor doesn't get up between surgeries. He sits in the chair and like a conveyor belt. It's like one patient after another. Like there has to be, this doctor has to have after like one week, like 600 patients received, you know, care without a single blah, 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 having to come back. Like there's data there that needs to be mined and then repurposed in content that gets people over the hump. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Look, I think that, um, at its simplest form, it's just back to that idea of what value can you provide to, to a lead, to a prospect who maybe doesn't convert. They're still a lead. Potentially they'll convert yes. down the line. And if you can continue to provide value through your content to your database, effectively, maybe through email, maybe through social, maybe through, various other forms on your website. I think that's where 
often the untapped value yeah. can lie, right? Right. And not every decision in life is an impulse decision that you make when you're standing at a register. Some of these mm -hmm. decisions are more deliberate, which means you have to have a longer sequence of information that gets transferred into that buyer's head. And that's okay. You know, but, but thinking somebody's going to buy upon first engagement is a flawed approach altogether. You got to stay in front of them, do it with the right messaging, release their tension and move them into a buying mind. Absolutely. I want to dive into personalized video specifically in the role of remote selling, virtual selling, whatever you want to call it. The idea of the fact that, you know, where you, maybe your sales team used to be on the road, they used to be, you know, on the phones maybe, but they used to just have this one-on-one -on -one contact with people more face-to-face. -face. This has changed now and it's has been changing, but now it has to change. So tell me about how people can think about using this thing called personalized video. In fact, before we do, can you give us the Todd Hartley explanation of what is personalized video? Yeah, I think personalized video is, is creating a video for an audience of one or a small group. And uh, there are a lot of definitions. This one happens to be my favorite because I'm going to use it through the sales process like a boss. Oh, you just reminded me. I owe somebody a personalized video that I've got to send them before I go home tonight. Thank you. Okay. Don't forget. Anytime, anytime somebody is on the fence about a next meeting, anytime there's, these are all the red flags for personalized video. Anytime somebody displays confusion or they ask a question in a meeting, write it down on your notepad. After that call, look at your notepad. Go, oh, he asked about video length and he didn't believe me when I said it depends. So create a video where you follow up and you answer that question. And what people love about this is they love the opportunity that you're going to go above and beyond for them because the person that gets hired today is not the one with the most experience or the longest resume. It's the person who shows the greatest willingness to be of help, to be that Sherpa. So the red flag should go off each and every time. You know that somebody's experiencing a lack of confusion and you're going to provide clarity when somebody says, oh, John couldn't make the call today. But you know, John's one of the primary decision makers. Red flag, create a highlight video for John right after yeah. when you get on camera and you're like, hey, John, sorry, you couldn't make the call. Let me give you the, a summary of what happened and what the outcomes and action items are. John will love you for it. And then anytime you've got to submit a proposal, sending a PDF to a prospect is a low success tactic. Remove that from your entire playbook because it doesn't work the way you would want it to work. Instead, I want you to create a show and tell video, put your slides of your proposal up here, walk them through the steps, make eye contact, show the right level of energy and excitement and certainty, and make sure they see that all your digits are going in the, all your chiclets are going in the right direction so you don't look like a crazy person, and send them the video. And what I'd like you to do, if you've got a team of internal champions that you need to influence, a committee, but you've only been dealing with one person until you submit the proposal, when you do the video, say, hey, Jenny, it was great talking with you. And thank you so much for helping me pull together the data that, that um, will make this proposal very effective for achieving your X, Y, and Z goals. Then sidestep Jenny. 
and say, and Jenny, for the rest of your team, my name is Todd Hartley, and I've prepared for you a proposal that's going to walk you through the problems that Jenny and I discovered and the solutions that my strategy team and I laid out for you. And I'll go through the whole thing, including the cost. And if you got any follow-up questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. When you send that, Jenny's going to love you because it's going to take the pressure off of Jenny because there's no way. Jenny's going to be able to explain your business with the right level of clarity that you, you are able to explain it. And the other thing you're going to do is when others are going to have their proposal reviewed by, as a PDF, people in the room are going to hit the play button. They're going to sit back and like a boss, you're going to earn that project. So those are, that's how I use personal video. I then spy on the back end to see if they're looking. If they're looking, it gives me more confidence based on how long they're watching. So I know if they're that interested in me. Yeah. So Todd, talk to us about that though, because that is the ninja tactic or the secret sauce to this kind of an approach is, is the data, is the analytics behind yeah. that. Tell us about your favorite platform. Um, I think it's the one that I use as well, but uh, I'd love to hear what platform are you using to do that and tell us how that, how that works. Okay, so I, I'm a, historically I've used Wistia. In the last, I don't know, couple weeks I switched over to Vidyard. And the reason I did that is I'm a big fan on these show and tell videos. I'm a big fan on salespeople. And I get the, um, the opportunity to go in and, train a thousand people at a time at a conference. So I need to teach people how to grab their phone and to use the right app. And the uh, Wistia app is no longer being supported. And so yeah. to me, that was an indicator that I'm promoting the wrong business and teaching the wrong tool. So I think Vidyard's the right tool. And, um, and what I love about it is uh, you can go on the back end just like you could with Wistia. It integrates beautifully with HubSpot and Salesforce and some of these other tools. But I love how you can get notifications when somebody's watching your video. Like, for example, in my office, if somebody goes past the 80% mark on our videos, that's a buyer. If somebody watches 20%, we don't follow up with them in human to human. We have automated tools that do that, that lead nurture them and drip on them over a year or something. And so uh, I like getting a notification. Like for example, one of my clients, I sent them a personalized video and I, I wanted, it was so important to me that I want to get interrupted. I want to know that they received it, that they're looking at it and I want the real time notifications. And I'm grateful that I can do that with Vidyard. And I know they've got a lot of other cool tools. And so when you heard me mention earlier about the show and tell videos and sharing my, my um, slides on the screen while I go through it and teach the proposal, you do that also in Vidyard. And um, I'm, uh, I'm just excited for where it's going. It's a good tool. Yeah, cool. I mean, I've um, used Vidyard for a number of things as well. I'm um, typically doing this process through Wistia, Soapbox, um, yeah. which we've talked about both of these tools on the podcast before. Um, you got to, I, I recommend experimenting with different tools. Soapbox is my understanding that they're, they're not supporting it, um, in the long run. I'm getting okay. the, the vibe that it might not be the long-term tool. That's okay. That's just from a call that I had with them a couple weeks ago. All right, cool. I wasn't aware of that, but that's interesting. Thanks for bringing that to us today. Um, we'll watch this space. But definitely 
regardless of tool, the power in this ability to show and tell, as, as you so eloquently put it, Todd, it really can't be underestimated. And then the follow-up, right? So it's all in the follow-up. Ben, whenever we start a, whenever we're on a video project for a client, and let's say it is day one and we're ingesting the footage that we just filmed, somebody on my team is going to grab their phone. They're going to sit down in one of those dark rooms with the editor and they're going to go, hey, Jenny, we got all the footage. It's going into the machines right now. Everything's looking good. Take a look. Boom. All right, we're going to send you some updates in a couple of days, but I wanted to let you know you should be excited. We're thrilled, blah, blah, blah. A couple of days later, hey, the video's just coming out of the rough version, the rough cut. We're going to send it over to you later today, but everything's on its way. Looking forward to getting your feedback. Like, do updates and, when you, and just text it to them. And people love getting a real-time update from inside of areas they didn't have access to in the old world. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's something that's just not utilized enough. And in fact, you're prompting me to do more of that ourselves Dude, as well. Every so. time I do it, the number one word I get in reply is some type of version of love. I love yeah. you guys. Something like that, because that's the uniqueness. And also, if you think about the confusion, when your project is being worked on, people are confused about what's happening. In fact, they start getting with more days that go by, they start wondering if you're even going to deliver. So the more you release the pressure out of the balloon, the more they're going to love you. Yeah, absolutely. Can't be underemphasized. Yeah. So just in, I want to wrap up here, Todd, but before I do, I just want to give you an opportunity to talk to, talk to those sales teams out there, those salespeople out there that maybe they are the, the old dog, new tricks kind of people, but, you know, just boost them up, tell them, tell them what you're feeling about where sales is going and, and yeah. where they need to be focusing their attention. I got hunted down by a national sales director for a $3 billion company, and she was beaten down. She just was like, I can't believe we put so much love into what we do. We provide so much value to our, our um, clients, but there's got to be another level. And she said, I've seen what you've done. Can I hire you and come out and learn from you? And in the process of doing that, she came out for a full week on her vacation. And I trained her because she didn't know marketing. And she realized that the role of sales was becoming more and more marketing than ever. So a week later, she left. She knew how to lay out her pages. She knew how to create her personalized videos and to teach her team how to do it. 14 uh, months later, they had their highest revenue in oh, almost two decades. And this is a $3 billion company. In fact, her CEO said, this is the fastest company turnaround I've seen in 35 years. And now today, she's the GM of the company, national sales yeah. director to awesome. GM, because she learned a new trick. And if you think about our lives and the time that as salespeople we're most proud of, it's really not the time where we went in and landed big deals. It's the time when we learned new tricks, when we polished and perfected our craft, when we could go out and command outcomes at a different level. And life begins at the end of our comfort zone. So where, is, where are we comfortable and how do we push past that so we can learn new tricks so we can get better outcomes easier and start boosting revenue? And all of that is within the grasps of a salesperson, even an old dog. And, you know, I look at it like this. Um, half the year got derailed, Ben. Which, yeah. one, which part of us is going to prevail? Yeah. 
Is it going to be the lethargic part that's going to pack on the COVID-19 pounds around our abdomen? Or is it going to be the hungry learner that's willing to learn a new task that's going to grab the torch and show our teams how it's done? That's the person who's going to celebrate on New Year's Eve. The other person is going to use the excuse about why they put on the weight and how this year didn't go the way they wanted to. But now is the time for smart salespeople to innovate and start closing deals faster. Awesome. Todd Hartley from YBuzz.com. That is a perfect place to leave us here today. Thanks for your insight and for everything that you do to inspire people to just do better video. So, you know, I, I, I love talking to you and uh, we'll have to get you back on the show in another 50 or so episodes. And, and then uh, Ben, you got you to come on my, on my podcast. I'd love to have you. And, um, and, and this time I'd love to pick your brain because I know from being a listener, you've got a lot of great knowledge to share and I'd love to share some of that. Let's do it, my man. All right. So everybody listening, this will be episode 152. You'll see the show notes for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 152. Todd Hartley, where's the best place for people to check you out? Is it wirebuzz.com? Wirebuzz.com is great. LinkedIn, I'm dropping knowledge bombs throughout the week. And uh, you will see that starting Monday, I've got a whole new batch of content I'm in the middle of a big Tony Robbins project for him right now. So my brain is all in Tony land, but starting Monday, there's going to be a lot of good stuff happening on a daily basis on LinkedIn for people to learn from. Appreciate you, Todd. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, my man. Cheers. That's what we're supposed to say, right? Cheers. Right. That's it. Cheers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> good on you. Man. All right. Thanks again to Todd for joining me on the show. So many value bombs dropped in this episode. I hope you enjoyed this and were inspired to think about the way you're selling and marketing your business differently. And I'd love for you to check out the show notes over at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 152. You'll find links to everything that Todd talked about and everything that he's got going on on the show notes over there. And if anything that you heard in today's episode resonated with you, then Here's my little challenge to you. On your favorite social platform of choice, whether it be LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I'd love for you to just share this episode, share an insight from this episode and tag myself, Ben Amos, or engage underscore Ben is my Twitter and Instagram handle, um, and tag Todd Hartley as well. And let us know what you got out of today's episode. I'd really appreciate that. That would be awesome to connect with you in that way. And of course, if you've enjoyed today's show, I'd love a rating and a review on your podcast player of choice. I'm on a bit of a push right now for ratings because every rating and review that is left for this episode or this podcast, in fact, uh, helps this podcast reach more people. So if you've been listening for a while and you haven't yet done that, can I ask you just to take a couple of minutes to scroll up on your iPhone in your podcast player? and tap that button that lets you leave a rating and a review. I seriously appreciate you. So that's it from me from this episode, and I can't wait to be back with you next week where I'm going to spend some time diving into the world of local business marketing through video with the awesome Bruce Irving. Now, Bruce is an absolute legend when it comes to helping small local businesses really up-level their marketing, both video marketing and otherwise. So I can't wait to bring Bruce on the show and that will be back next week with episode 153. But for now, 
Thanks again for listening to the end of this episode. You are awesome. I appreciate you very much. Take care. I'll be back with you next week.